0: Sorry, folks. Um, So the first reading is taken from John chapter 15 and it's verses 9 to 17 and can be found on page 1083 of the Church Bible. John chapter 15. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his father's business, instead I have called you friends for everything I learned from my father I have made known to you you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name this is my command love each other. This is the word of the Lord. Again. So the second reading is taken from Galatians Chapter 6, and it's verse 2, page 1172. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfil the law of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Can I sit down now, Rachel? (laughs) Thank you, Ruth.
1: Good morning. Uh, For those of you who might not know me, my name's Rachel Duff, and um, I coordinate our children and youth work here at St. Jude's. So love, friendship, and fruit are the three words we can use to sum up the reading from John's Gospel this morning. God's love for his son Jesus, Jesus' love for us so great that he gave his life for every one of us, Jesus' command that we should love each other, Jesus' friendship with us and Jesus choosing us to show the fruit of our relationship with him in our lives. We've already this morning heard of two ways we can show the fruit of our relationship with Jesus through Sam's presentation with the children. The giving of much-needed food to others in our city, so that's going to the food bank. Sam and I will be taking that to the food bank tomorrow morning. And the giving of much-needed school fees for a little boy in Ghana. To be honest, both of these things are pretty easy for us as a congregation. A few tins of food that we probably haven't even missed from our cupboards, or even from our budgets, and 60p each, and a whole child's school fees are done for a year. We're not gonna notice it particularly, but much appreciated for those who receive those things. But in the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to share with you a vision for something bigger. About two years ago, the youth steering group here at St. Jude's, and that's myself, um, Frank Carabot and Charlie A.de. and Richard Bolton and Jonathan McCabe and any interns we have around, so Sam at the moment, um, were challenged with the idea of linking up teenagers from our church here in uh, St. Jude's, at St. Jude's, with teenagers in Ghana. So why Ghana? Well, as a group of Anglican churches in the city here, called the Deanery of Portsmouth, we are linked with the Diocese of Ho in eastern Ghana. And it's for mutual support and encouragement. When the Bishop of Ho, Bishop Matthias, came to visit St. Jude's and preach here a couple of years ago, we spoke with him about the idea, and he was hugely enthusiastic. So after quite a bit of research, I've spoken to lots of people um, who've been out to Ho already and um, there's a church um, near Fairham, Holyrood, Stubbington, who've uh, taken a group of teenagers out to the area that they're linked with. So I've picked their brains as well. It was decided that uh, Fran Carabot and I would go out on a recce trip to check out the feasibility of our idea to the area that we're, we're linked with. So last month, Fran and I Uh, went to Ho for a week. Neither of us had been there before and we weren't really sure what to expect. Neither of us had actually been to Africa before. We had a really wonderful week and we were very grateful to the Interdiocesan West Africa Link and to our own PCC here at St. Jude's for funding the trip for us. So I'm going to talk you through a few slides now of what we did and then tell you briefly about what's planned uh, For that trip. So Ghana 2016. So this is Africa um, and Ghana's on the left-hand hump it's one of the little uh, countries that goes up from the coast one of the little narrow countries. Um, Paul's telling James to point it out we're going to see if that works. (laughs) Anyway it can't work but uh, you can probably see it from where you are it's white there. So, uh, next slide, please. So, we were linking up with one of the Anglican schools in um, Ghana. So, we went to a city called, a town really, called Ho, which is where the bishop lives. And right next door to the cathedral in Ho, the cathedral was tiny, um, is an Anglican school. And we went out thinking that the Anglican schools were strong kind of Christian schools. And to a certain extent they are, but they're a bit like Church of England primary schools here. Um, and it rather depends on who the staff are and how strong the links are to the local churches Um, but not all the teachers would necessarily be christians in the school and in fact in ghana the government moves teachers around because they don't apply for jobs they get moved by the government around to different places you, you you're never quite sure who's going to be teaching at your school so they operate a bit like a church of england primary school here thank you This is one of the classrooms, and this is one of the pictures the children were holding up um, earlier. Um, So the classrooms are very basic. They're just rough walls, what we might call old-fashioned wooden desks, um, some books, and a blackboard. Um, One or two of the schools we visited um, were very excited because they'd raised um, enough money to have um, whiteboards in their classroom. Um, and the classes are often quite big. And in primary school, the children may go up to 14, 15, 16 years old, depending on what age they've been when they've been able to afford to access um, school. And then after that, they'll go on to secondary school. Thank you. This is one of the corridors in the school. So the, the, it's very hot, so the corridors are all outside, and the classroom windows just um, open to the outside for, for air. This is the uh, playground. So as we're looking at the picture now, we're kind of standing with the cathedral behind us. Um, So the playground's just um, a patch of ground. It's quite big. Um, Children were playing quite happily there. There's quite a lot of stones. It's very uneven. And it's completely open to the main road, um, just to the left of the picture there. Um, these children were taking their turn washing up the lunch, They're washing up all the bowls following lunch. So all the children go on a rotor in, in a certain class, um, and they wash up everybody's. Um, can you imagine if we asked our children at, uh, in England to do that? Well, they were doing it quite happily out in the sunshine. This is the inside of, of the little cathedral um, there, which you had, Lucy Fram, there in the foreground. Thank you. This is the bishop's house. Um, it's uh, just on the edge of the playground by the cathedral, and the bishop supports an extended um, family. One of the people um, that are continuing to live with the bishop is his son of 31, called Prosper, and I sat next to Prosper for a mere one evening, and he was telling me that he's now worked for the government for two years in disaster planning, so he will go off and um, see where places in the area are likely to be flooded and report back to the government. Um, So he's been doing that for two years and he hasn't actually been paid yet. Um, there's a lot of corruption, it's a beautiful country, rich in gold and diamonds and cocoa, but there's a lot of corruption, so the money doesn't always get to where it needs to get to. Um, so the bishop's supporting an extended household of about 13 people at the moment, including other people's children. His, one of his brothers died earlier this year, so he's got nephews and nieces living with him. So in order to support his family, his wife Lucy has a little store, which you can see in that photo just to the left of the car, outside the house, which she runs um, Monday to Friday, and to the left of that is a little hairdressing salon, which she runs. So that's how they generate their family income. He has a car, as you can see, and he picked us up from the airport. And, um, and We drove along for a couple of hours, and then the air conditioning broke, um, and we didn't have air conditioning for the rest of the week, and the temperatures went up to about 94. So we always set off in the morning looking okay and arrived at our destination looking completely terrible. (laughs) It was very hot. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Uh, This just made us laugh. There are these signs, all the shops and signs everywhere linking to God and Jesus, and this was just one that tickled us. God surprises washing bay. Um, so we're wondering what surprise you'd get if you took your car to be, to be washed. But, but God and Jesus and faith is acknowledged um, everywhere in the country, which is very encouraging. Thank you. Uh, we visited uh, one of the um, churches and schools in um, a more rural part than where we were staying about two hours north of the town we were in and were warmly welcomed and we were given a delicious lunch of um, dried fish covered in a really tasty tomato sauce and uh, chipped yam so they were cooking this was outside the vicarage and they were cooking our chips for us um, in the fat in the bowl there on the open fire Um, And rice and uh, we had a fantastic day um, with the people that lived there just them sharing with us um, what they had thank you so uh, that's me and on the right of the picture is the vicar's wife and on the left is her daughter and um, some grandchildren I spent quite a lot of time cuddling the little baby that the vicar's wife's now holding he was about three or four months old very sweet thank you Uh, This is the school there where um, I just showed you the the picture of the family. Um, And we spoke to the kindergarten teacher there, and she has 100 children in her class. So quite (laughs) under-resourced. Thank you, James. The bishop took us to the beach, and we were there just probably for about 15 minutes literally, wonderful, beautiful beach. And we'd love to have stayed there um, for a bit longer than 15 minutes. Um, but I took this photo because the, these nets drying in the sun just reminded me of um, when Jesus calls his disciples. Um, in the Bible. And uh, he says to them, um, leave what you're doing. They're fishermen. So it's leave your nets and follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And there wasn't anybody around. There was just those nets and that boat there on the beach. And it reminded me of being called by Christ um, to follow him and to do what he asks of us. Thank you. As I got closer to the boat, this is what we found it said on the side of the boat. God is king. Just a picture of street life as we drove along. Um, it's busy, there are lots of stalls, lots of people, uh, lots of noise, um, animals, um, lots, lots going on, people just going about their, their daily business. Um, it felt a very safe place to be um, and we weren't pestered in any way and we felt very comfortable there and certainly enjoyed our travelling around. The bishop took us to visit his village uh, where he was brought up and to visit his family. This is one of his sisters cooking in the family compound. Uh, And just to the left of the picture, there was also a weaving machine with a family wove cloth. And it just reminded us really of the humble background that the bishop has come from. Thank you, James. And as we drove along past villages, the houses would be like this, just mud walls and thatched roofs. In the cities, they're made of concrete, but in the villages, they're more traditional. Um, and we drove past lots of um, houses that looked, looked like this. <coughs> one Sunday, we, uh, went, we went to church. The Sunday we were there, <coughs> and um, we were uh, excuse me, <coughs> able to... The church service went on from, from 9 to 1, so no more complaints about our church services, please. And, uh, and uh, it was very hot, but it was full of lots of colour and lively worship, and dancing and drumming. Very traditional worship, actually, very high church. There was lots of incense, and lots of everybody taking part was in full robes. Um, but there was also lots of joy there with it as well and Fran and I went and spent some time with the children and we did some uh, games with them we told some bible stories got them acting it out um, and we did all sorts of things with them and they sang us some songs as well so um, it was wonderful to spend some time with the children there thank you And then (laughs) the bishop decided we needed to have some traditional outfits made. In fact, I put mine on this morning. But honestly, they were made in quite a hurry, and it doesn't fit very well. And maybe I'm too vain, but I just said to my... I'm not standing up in church in this. (laughs) So I'm going to take it to a dressmaker here and just have it tweaked, and I might wear it later in the year at some point. Um, but wonderful, bright um, costumes um, that, that they wear that we'll be joining in with when we go back next year. And we had a go at um, the lady's house we visited put all her material in this um, tin bowl because the women wander around with these heavy loads on their heads. And it's just, as, you, as we all know from pictures of different parts of the world, but it's just astonishing really how they're balanced and they turn and they talk to people and they're walking down the road. So we had a go. And I was going, oh, I'll be really good at this because I'm a woman and it's wounded. And I was just hopeless. And actually, Fran and the bishop were much better at it than I was. So I had to eat my words. So that's Fran having a go and me not able to actually let it go. (laughs) Otherwise, it would have fallen off. And then finally, the bishop, very chuffed with himself because he was actually the best at it. I don't know if he'd done it before, but uh, thank you. And then uh, Fran and I just went uh, shopping one day. The bishop actually is quite sick at the moment with a very bad back, and he's coming to, to Portsmouth next month um, to have an operation. He's going to be here for about six weeks. So he was resting one day, and we went out to forage for our own lunch in the local market, which is fantastic, just uh, vibrant and colourful and Fantastic fresh food, and we discovered these wonderful avocado, um, so we had avocado with fresh lemon juice squeezed on them for our lunch that day. Quite a lot of bargaining went on, but we got our price, so that was good. Thank you and on our final day, that was outside the bishop 's house with his wife um, beside Fran and his uh, niece called Thy Will. Um, her, her father died earlier this year, and myself just saying goodbye, and their hospitality was just just wonderful um, we were so welcomed while we were there and um, we got on very well with the bishop and had uh, we built up trust and had lots of laughs by the end of the week it was a really fantastic trip so this is what um, the challenge is next summer for about eight days from the end of july thank you James, um, flights permitting, we're going to take a group of teenagers from St Jude's and perhaps one or two from other Anglican churches in the city um, and any adults who'd like to join us to Ho, to join with some of the teenagers there in offering a holiday club for three to four days for the primary school children. Um, What we've decided to do, because the um, food in the the hotel was fine, but the food wasn't very good, but all the food we ate that was cooked locally was delicious. So what we've decided to do is pay some of the ladies from St. George's Cathedral to cook for us. So we create some employment while we're there, and we also eat good quality fresh food. We're going to take part in Sunday worship, and we'll also visit a couple of nearby tourist destinations to see some more of the beautiful country. So, if you're up to the challenge of loving as Jesus loved us, of carrying each other's burdens, and of discovering more about yourself and God in another culture, and of raising approximately 1,300 pounds each for the trip, then come with us. There's going to be more information on your way out, and we'll be having an information evening um, about it next month, um, and we'll confirm the date of that for you. Now, is Sam here? Because to kick off our fundraising, Sam's just going to tell us about something now, quickly.
0: I don't know if you've ever been up the Spinnaker Tower on that glass floor where you can see down. Um, Well, on Saturday, I'm going to be doing a bungee jump of the same height. Um, It's the tallest one in the UK. It's 300 foot. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, But... (laughs) it would be really great if we could use this to raise some money if you could sponsor me to do this insane challenge um any donation no matter how small would be fantastic so on the way out with my basket for the 60p um i'm also going to have a sponsorship form if you could fill it in that would be absolutely fantastic thank you brilliant thanks sam for kick-starting
1: that fundraising for our trip next year So I talked um, in Connect, which is our women's group, on Thursday morning about this and showed them the slides. And following that, I received um, a wonderful email from somebody offering committed prayer support for the trip from now until we return, which was a huge encouragement. So here's another challenge. Are you up for it? If you've got a mobile phone, set the alarm on your phone for midday every day. And when it rings, wherever you are, my challenge to you this morning is that you will pray for your children, if you have your own children or children close to you that you know, in your family, friends, children, so that you're reminded to pray for the lives of the children that you have contact with. And also to pray for those who are thinking about coming on this trip and for the children in Ghana, some of whom Fran and I have already met. We've met the little boy, Cadman, we were talking to you about this morning already. He lives with the bishop. And um, start now to put that committed prayer into place because I am convinced that when we pray, things happen. And I'm also convinced that things need to shift for our young people in this church. And you all can help that by praying. So if you're up for this challenge then again on the way out on the table uh, with a Ghanaian flag on it there's a sheet that says I am praying for our teenagers in the Ghana trip and you just need to sign it because that's just about committing to it and being accountable for what what you've committed to. If you haven't got a mobile phone with an alarm on then um, remind yourself another way. So our vision here at St Jude's is... Jesus' love transforming lives from the heart of South Sea. So let's get stuck in and see what happens. Jesus says this, love each other. Amen.